Welcome back to Postscript. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders, and you're listening to us chat about Season 2, Episode 2 of All Creatures Great and Small. Christina, wow, what a whirlwind of an episode. I know, the bouncing back and forth was a lot this episode, and I love how the writers, producers, and directors are able to continue the storyline perfectly uh, with so much bouncing around. I know, it just kind of went back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) So what we want to do is tell our listeners real quick that we want to know what comes to their mind when they watch the show, and are they curious about any animals, and if they'd like to be featured on Postscript, make sure to send us a short video or voice note telling us why you love All Creatures Great and Small to the email postscript at witf.org. Right, so um, are you ready to start off with a quick summary? Yes, let's do it. All right. So pretty much overall what I got was it's a little bit of love for everyone and Siegfried proves a point. Yeah. <laughs> there was That's a got lot of romance in this one. There was. romance everywhere. Yes. I think I wrote down one, two, three, four, five different types of romances. That five we're talk- different types. Or six. Six different romances that were ty- okay. talked about. Okay. You want me to list them? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, James and Helen. Right. The obvious. Yep. Mrs. Hall and Mr. Hammond. Mm-hmm. Siegfried and Diana. Okay. Siegfried and Dorothy. <laughs> I mean, that's something. Siegfried, mm-hmm. now two women. In the I mix. know. There's two. <laughs> Tristan and Annabelle. Okay, yeah. And then Tristan and Maggie. Oh, yeah. That's just because both Maggie of those was brought friends. up. They're players. I know. Look oh at them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I even wrote down in my notes flirty, flirt, flirt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you who that's about. Hopefully, I remember to, to tell you later. <laughs> so, pretty much. We're, this this episode just bounces around so much. So let's just focus on like Siegfried and Tristan and Mr. Merrick. Okay. Colonel. Yeah. So Tristan and Siegfried are in the car often. They are. They're, yeah. They're running the rounds together. They're running the rounds. So they Tristan is really funny and I feel, um, as you say, a kinship with him. Right. I love that word kinship, <laughs> kinship. because... He's like, so usually it's not this quiet in the car right. when I'm like, with James. Jim and I usually chat while we're in the car. Exactly. And then I just poke and poke and prod and prod <laughs> until he tells me just to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it was funny. But we also start off with Tristan saying, playing a little Mr. Matchmaker and saying, Helen, go see. Oh, yeah. Before before they mm-hmm. leave for the rounds, he's like, Helen, uh, Jim wanted to see you back mm-hmm. at Skeldale House if you can just stop by. So yeah. he like sends Helen to Jim. To go see, no what, see what he wants. Like <laughs> yes, what does he exactly. want? I know. Oh, that Tristan trying he to set up things meddler. left and right. He is. I love it. <laughs> so they're they're chatting in the car barely, I guess. Because it's very one sided. It is. It's yeah. just Tristan and then he goes, We'll just skip to the shut up part. <laughs> yeah. <I love laughs> That's that. really funny. He just expected that. It was fine. Exactly. They go to Colonel Merrick's house and they find out that another vet is already there. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Like the stiffest competition is between these two. Exactly. And the other recurring. vet is like, oh, you're so old. You can't keep up with your things because he okay. was supposed to be there last night. And like, I'm pretty sure the vet, like he even said the vet's right. older than him. The other guy, <laughs> which I don't know his name. Uh, uh, George. Was it George? Oh, okay. The other vet's name is George. Okay. Yeah. Sounds right. <laughs> pretty sure anyway. <laughs> Somebody please let us know. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we find out the other vet is there. Colonel Merrick is giving him the, like, he's paying for his services and stuff. And then while Siegfried's there, you might as well take a look at right. the cow anyway. Since for for all free. The bother. Yep, since you're already here. And, you know, we want you to do this for free. Right. 
Yeah. And he agrees to it. Yeah. So then yeah. he's like, OK, I'll do it for free. Checks on him and pretty much says, you know, if we have to come back, the the cow's going to need surgery and gives them stomach powders. Yeah. I, I should have done a closer look on the stomach powders. Well, you hindsight. said earlier when you were talking about, like when we were talking about this, it was like laxatives well, I, likely. I assumed it was a laxative because they said about um, the cow being blocked up. Yeah. So I just assumed that it was a laxative, but it could have been an antibiotic too. Hmm. I don't know. Or an anti-inflammatory. We'll get to that Yeah. Later. Well, that's, that's a good, it's a good thought on either one, <laughs> either one. So anyway, they get back in the car and... Um, that's when Tristan tells Siegfried that he's like essentially he's stuck in a rut and essentially kind of gone soft. Yeah, which is really insulting. I know. <laughs> so, uh, Siegfried obviously doesn't take that well. Yeah. Siegfried is not happy about that. And he's like, I did not go soft. But I don't know if you did notice after hearing that comment, I kind of thought about previous episodes. Like one of the first episodes, he's. All very confident going into places. He tells the other one of the farmers, go talk to somebody. Like, I'm not going to deal right, with you right yeah. now. Call on me later. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, in the You mean like in the pub? Yes. yes. Yeah. In the pub in the first episode. With the, with the pig, I think it was. Yeah, the yeah. pig. And then James eventually takes care of it because yeah. he hires James. But like in the first episode, he's like, no, go deal with it yourself. And now he's like, oh, well, uh, uh, yeah, okay, you can yeah, you can okay. have my services for free. Yeah. But it's like, no, Siegfried, you're good. You know what you're doing. Right. You he, have decent vets. He's very uh, confident and conceited in every other way. But it seems like when people doubt him, he doubts himself. Yes. Even though he's like constantly trying to get James to doubt himself and Tristan. Yeah. But James does a really good job of being like, no, I know what I'm doing. Right. You and Tristan's trust me. That's just why you hired Tristan. Me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Tristan's just Tristan. He's his little brother. He's yeah, got to he kind of talk about him. <laughs> yeah. And then in the car, he tries to start like a, Tristan tries another conversation with Siegfried. And then he just shuts him down by giving him the list in quotations. Oh, yeah. The, because the it's list. the list, a.k.a. multiple little pieces of paper. Right. He but just what like, do we find? Well, we see this in the first episode, too, where he has his list and he's like asking for the pencil. So this yeah. is how he keeps track of everything he needs to do. Yeah. He writes it down on a piece but, of paper and shoves it in his pocket. Right, like, we, is it in order? <laughs> probably not. Probably because not. we find out that James was supposed to not James. He said James was supposed to go see. Um, Merrick, Merrick the night before but it was actually Siegfried who had yep. it on his list mm -hmm. so yeah and Tristan's like oh wasn't that what James is supposed <laughs> to do and, and Siegfried so just says nothing and Tristan looks so freaking smug <laughs> I know because Siegfried and he doesn't say anything because he can never be wrong right so it's not it's not there <laughs> nope he yeah. just stares straight ahead and keeps driving <laughs> <laughs> exactly so then we go to Dinsdale Mr. Dinsdale we oh, haven't the been to Dinsdale, Dinsdale farm, farm yeah. in a while and we go, and Tristan is kind of flirting with Annabelle. Well, yeah, he's, like, preening himself mm -hmm. as they, like, pull up. He's, like, prepping himself to look real cute for I Annabelle. Know. We have to look our best yeah. <laughs> for the client. <laughs> so then they talk about the ball that upcoming evening. And then we find out that there's a hematoma on the large pig. <laughs> a very large pig. That's an like angry pig. A huge pig and a huge hematoma. Yeah, and pigs can actually be very aggressive. So yeah. we got a nice little view of that here <laughs> that's very true so like tristan gets chased out of the pen not just once but twice 
right? Right. Which yeah. Annabelle he tells like later, like, oh, great job it. on uh, <laughs> right tricking the pig. tricking the pig. <laughs> like people would have thought that you did that on purpose, but really he tricked the pig. But then the second time, the pig goes and hits his head off the pen, right? And it bursts, it bursts the, hematoma. the hematoma. Like this poor pig. First of all, this thing's huge. Second of all, like it's just cracked open, and then they just leave. They don't even like clean it up. Right. Like, what is it going to get infected? Like all these questions went through my head for this poor pig. Right. Who's a well, little angry. I did a really short closer look on this and apparently for hematomas on pigs um, you generally either let them alone so that they burst on their own oh my gosh or you lance it and let it drain typically I mean unless an abscess forms and then you have to treat it with antibiotics and and everything too but But you're fine and just like leaving it yeah to burst like that is fine that's fine yeah I guess oh okay (laughs) and then I guess you don't need to clean it up because it's fine Right. Interesting. I don't know. I Fingers don't know. Cro- it seems like a really dirty pen. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Next episode, we're not back at the Dinsdale right. farm fixing this pig's head. Right. Oh, I did want to uh, circle back to the fact that um, they're back at the Dinsdale farm because um, Siegfried was too scared to go in and lance it himself the day before. He claimed he didn't have the, the scalpel oh, yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so that's I thought true. that was a funny little dynamic, too. Mm-hmm. But he's going to make Tristan do it. <laughs> yep. Well, go ahead. Go in there. And when he says, uh, we'll just have to come back later to um, put the like put the pig to sleep, apparently. Yes. To do yeah. It. Um, that's when Tristan's Later tonight. Like, right. Tonight. The night of the but ball. The ball. And, and Tristan's just like, nope, we can't come back tonight. And he goes in there. And that's when, yeah, he, he the pig runs and uh, bursts it. And Annabelle's happy. I know Annabelle's like, oh, great job. We, we'll and then see you later she, at the ball. Exactly. <laughs> but like, then she touches the blood. Oh, yeah. Like, like what? so gross. <laughs> I was like, what? My notes are just oh, weird, God. odd, ew. Like, I couldn't identify a feeling. <laughs> both, both of the times I watched it, I was just like, ew. Like, why would you why? do that? Like, it's clearly blood. And yeah. probably some like pus and like gross things like why would you do it i don't know why she would touch it i know maybe to like just check like oh i don't did it definitely pop did it definitely pop like i mean you you saw the crack on the (laughs) cut on the pig's head yeah i don't understand it it's so gross (laughs) i know i felt so bad and i was just oh i couldn't do it like i could not do that so then they they um they go back siegfried and tristan they go back to um skeleton house on the way they talk about the new ways of dating. Oh, Siegfried's yeah. like, are you going to court her? Court her? And like, court her. No, nobody courts anymore. No, they don't. They are all, it's like dating. That's the new ways, yeah, right? Yeah, and Siegfried said something like, we're not Americans. I know. I love that. <laughs> Did you know, actually, in America, my uh, I have family down in South Carolina, and they they have these courting benches down south. Courting benches. They're called courting benches. And oh some gosh, of the houses okay. are old enough. They're like vintage houses or vintage whatever. But yeah. um, old Victorian His- houses. The historical. wrong V word. Yeah. Historical houses. And they still have them up. And these these benches are so long. And that's how you would court a woman. So the, the male, would like the, the guy okay. would come to the, the female woman's house. Right. Knock on the door and ask to call, like call on her. Okay. And they would talk on opposite ends of the bench. That's a that's And I'm not intense. talking like it's a two foot, four foot bench. It is like a twelve. So they foot have to like shout at each other that they have to talk because you you know you, there's no kissing, there's no touching, right. there's no hugging. Like you could you don't want to be tempted. Nope, that's the courting very far is apart. very very far apart. Well, I thought maybe it was the family had to sit with them. 
Oh, I don't know. Maybe they <laughs> maybe, did that. Maybe they did that too. <laughs> but then that, that would be like chaperones. So, yeah, I guess so. But I'm telling you, these benches, I'll have to huge. find pictures and okay. show them to you. <laughs> when I went to visit, they're they're huge down there. Okay. Yeah, That's it was a lot. it was very interesting, very historical. <laughs> I'm glad that I don't live in that era. No, I'm That'd glad be too. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, so they're talking about the courting of women, dating women, and then Siegfried asks about Maggie. Oh, yeah. He pokes so. and prods a little, and then Tristan is just deflecting and then goes, you've been different lately. It's a, yeah, essentially he implies that uh, Maggie and him are dating around. Yeah. They collide in the night, I think he says. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> and then they go on their separate ways. <laughs> so... Okay, Tristan, you little player. And then, um, but then he talk, He Tristan talks about Siegfried being a little different. He used to be tougher on people in the right. past. And he's like in that rut. And we uh, go on to the next thing. of him yeah. being a little soft, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a little soft. I talked about that already. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. But that that's kind of where we end in the car with that storyline is that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's a little soft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about um, the clinic and what happened there today. Mm, okay. Support for All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece is made possible locally by Pleasant View Communities and UPMC. Welcome back to Postscript. Christina, are you ready to talk about what happened at the clinic? I sure am. It was a lot of drama. There was. And some romance, budding romance. I know. And like <laughs> so many angles of it. So many romance. Mm-hmm. They start off at Skeldale House talking about the daffodil ball, right? right. So Tristan brings it up. Uh, Mrs. Brompton talks about it. She comes in. Or she sells Diana. The yeah, Diana. Tells, tells Siegfried to call wink, her wink. Diana. Wiggle, wiggle. I know. <laughs> That's where I wrote it. I said, Mrs. Brompton gets flirty. Yeah. <laughs> flirty, flirt, flirt. She's real flirty. All <laughs> she the, is. All of the women want to flirt with Siegfried. They because do. Because he's a grumpy man. Exactly. And he's so and he, cute. he definitely totally flirts back. And I know he says, like, he doesn't flirt and he doesn't know what he's doing. But, like, he flirted he's back. He's pretty smooth. He did. And, he's like, pretty he smooth. also has the hots for Dorothy. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, players. and he got he got those, the letter from Dorothy. Those foreign and boys are players, mm-hmm. which kind of makes me like them more, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they I talked about it earlier. They have two love interests, yeah, each, yeah. Who knows if there's more? <laughs> I guess I'll have to keep watching to find out. <laughs> so then, but James also gets a letter from the practice in Glasgow. He does right, congratulating him <laughs> and saying, you know, yeah, thanks for <laughs> accepting the position, like. Did his mom say something, you know? Uh, yeah, it says uh, your mom passed on the news. Oh, okay. Is so, that what yeah, she said? Yeah, okay. Yeah. In the All letter, right. it actually must confirms have that. that, yes, his mother told them that he's taking the job. Of course. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Which isn't official, by the way. Like, that should not be official. <laughs> no, no. But I guess because his mom's a friend to the vet, they maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but then Helen shows up because Tristan did his little metal matchmaker yeah. stuff as James is getting ready to... Uh, see all the clients Helen shows up and um goes to see right, James because it's... she's supposed to be there and he's like uh what are you here for you so came to I... see me well Tristan said you wanted to see me about something yeah. oh. that's when oh, James is like oh got it well 
And then he, he flirts. There's he some more flirting. He's actually kind of smooth in this instance. He's he not is. smooth often. No, no, he's not. <laughs> but he did a good job at this one. He was like, well, then I guess I can't ask you to the daffodil ball. Right. Well, he said something about Tris and him going together. And she was oh like, my gosh, I love that. You have my blessing. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. She's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, she is really cool. I loved how they brought that whole thing up. <laughs> But then she's nervous to go out in public with another man right. after the whole engagement thing. It's been a couple months, so she we feels get it. awkward. Yeah. I think it's awkward. Yeah. But he's encouraging her. It's okay. It'll be fine. Like, I'm awkward dancing and everybody will be looking at me. Right. So don't worry about it. He's going to do her a solid. He's going to be terrible at dancing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so then um, Mr. Hammond shows up. Oh, yes. In the middle of their talking. Unexpectedly. Right. So he shows up with his puppy, Rock, who looks kind of like Cookie. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it looks like Cookie. And then, like, the whimpering. And I was like, stop oh, whimpering. Oh, the whimpering. It was so sad. Oh, my gosh. I was so sad. And then he got stuck in, a like, a bear trap, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, Mrs. Hall kind of implies it might have been on purpose because she said who would do such a thing. Yeah, so that's I don't true. Know. I don't know if they were purposely trying to trap the dog. But anyways, it's dog. I hope not. Stuck in a trap overnight. I know. And it was the black back left leg, right? I, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was the back left. So I just, I felt so bad for that dog. And it just brings me back. So my dog, Jake, right. he is my tripod because he <laughs> also, he has three legs. And you know how James brings up, you know, they might have to amputate, amputate yeah. the leg if he doesn't know what's going on. Right. So it was, so Jake actually, he was hit by a train. So he was four years old. He would escape his owner's yard all the time, and he got hit by a train. And then the owner um, surrendered him to the Humane Society or whatever it's called. Yeah, Yeah. didn't want to deal with it. So then they took him in, and he had like, I don't like thirty-two ticks on him. So he must have been out for a while. And then he had like all the maggots. So he got hit by a train. The wound. So maggots were in there to help keep the infection away. Right. I mean, that does help keep infections away. Yeah, which is why I guess he's, you know, alive today. Science Friday. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm guessing that's why he's alive today, too. So he was so they amputated his leg and then he was there for a couple months till we came along and and swooped him up and and fell in love with your little tripod. Oh, my gosh. I know. And now he sleeps in my bed. He's (laughs) (laughs) He's so cute. He's so big, but he's so cute. Yeah. So there's actually uh, when James is examining Rock. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought of The Rock. Um, (laughs) That's why I giggled. Um, So when he's examining Rock, uh, he mentions that it would be really handy to have an x-ray machine so that he wouldn't have to go in to explore. He could actually see what's going on without having to do this. Totally agree with him. Would be nice. I did a tiny closer look on x-rays. Ooh, tell us, tell us, tell us. (laughs) So x-rays were accidentally discovered. Accidentally accidentally, discovered? In 1895. But by a year later, they were available for, like, radiology departments, and one opened in Glasgow. So X-ray kind of had its start in Glasgow, huh. which makes sense because now the vet is probably an early adopter. By the 1930s, they were commonplace in hospitals and stuff. Okay. But I'm sure they weren't commonplace in vet care. Correct. Yeah, so, true. That, <laughs> I mean, that makes that sense. That usually comes after. Yeah. So, um yeah, so in the 1930s, it became commonplace in hospitals. So this doctor that was trying to lure James away from Siegfried is probably on the cutting edge with this X-ray technology. And that's probably why James is so impressed with it as well. Um, but yeah, that that kind of like, the, by the 30s, they were using it to diagnose TB and like screen military applicants for TB before they oh, wow. enlisted. And uh 
it led to eventually like real time ultrasounds and uh, CAT scans by the 1970s. So yeah, that's what I that's what I have my little X ray closer look. Wow, well I didn't know any of that. Yeah, so like, accidentally being discovered. Right. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't write down who discovered it, but it was accidentally. They quickly discovered like the damage that could be. Uh, rendered from like unshielded x-rays and they course corrected i'm sure it was not great for some people but yeah so they were it actually happened fairly quickly if you think like 1895 to the 1930s it being commonplace that's really quick yeah that is really quick huh that's really cool (laughs) well thank you for that yeah i learn something new every day (laughs) so we're we're in with um mr hammond here all right and he walks out of the room, the examination room, Worried. so James can yeah. work on his dog. And Mrs. Hall follows right behind. But then right. James gives her a look and says, like, he's a nice chap. Mm. He's a nice chap, ain't he? Yeah, exactly. Wink, wink. Nudge, and Mrs. Nudge. Hall is like, um, what? <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's a future love interest. <laughs> I think she had the same feeling, but she's just so proper that she probably doesn't allow herself to uh, indulge in those sort of fancies. <laughs> I love how you put that. Indulge in those sort of fancies. We need to put this in common conversation. I speak like an 80-year-old woman. Okay. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect for the 1930s, though. <laughs> so we find out, like, Mrs. Hall gives him some tea. And then she gets, like, really nervous with the sugar. And, like, it's not on the tray. She's going to take the tray. Oh. She's going to leave the tray. She walks back. She yeah. forgets she needs the sugar. All he did was shake her hand. I know. That was and some she, sort of spark. Mm-hmm. And she said, my name's Audrey. And I was like, okay. Oh, oh. Getting cozy. Yup. Yup. So <laughs> she was, like, like, oh, no, I can this. Him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Was, She's like, I just. And then she forgets the sugar and all this other stuff. She never gets discombobulated like that either. No, like, she doesn't. She's always very cool, calm, and collected. So this is unusual for her. It is. But Way it was, to go. I know. <laughs> Way to go, Mr. Hammond. You did a great job. <laughs> and then they talk about, like, the clock that Mrs. Hall has to fix every day. She turns it forward because right. it runs slow. And he's <laughs> and like, do you need she help? She's forward. like, no, I like doing it. <laughs> sometimes she turns it forward so that they leave sooner. Yeah. I can. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. If I could do that without like the 15 clocks people have access to anymore. Right. I probably no, do it as well. is most accurate. Sorry. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> exactly. I would definitely do that, though. <laughs> So they're chit-chatting, and they talk about their pasts, and we talk. We find out that um, Mr. Hammond has, you know, he, he hurt his leg in the war. Right. He's a war veteran, but he was really, like, he's proud of the work he did, and he was he wouldn't right. change he, it for anything. I think he mentions that he enlisted early, like he was too yes. young to enlist, but he lied anyway. And yep. they do have that in common, because she was involved in the war efforts, too. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. So that was a good common commonality between right. them. Probably means he's younger than her, too. Mm, you're right. Mm. Mm, good catch. <laughs> I like it. Just came to me. <laughs> good catch. And so then James comes out. The dog's ready, and so he gives like he gave Mrs. Hall the eye. Right. Like, yeah. Right, I know. Like, I know what's going on. I know what you guys were talking about. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> and then he sees that Helen took the second ticket yes, to the he ball. That. I know. I was like, take, when she was looking at it earlier, I was like, take it, take, take, it, take the it. ticket. But we didn't get to see it. No, we didn't. <laughs> we just see her leaving. Right. While he's working on the dog. <laughs> but she took it. And then, you know, he talks to Mrs. Hall about how his mom accepted the position on his on behalf, his behalf <laughs> you know, back at, in Glasgow. Talked about all the equipment, the cool x-ray machine, 
how yeah. there's like a, a whole bunch of people there to help out and you know you can do a lot of things but like Siegfried doesn't want to take on new ways right Siegfried's very stuck in his ways we see that early in the series as yes. well so we see he likes tradition he likes traditional things he does yeah. he does and then she says like oh you can offer suggestions to Siegfried pause pause on a on a good day <laughs> a perhaps good day. <laughs> he might listen <laughs> he might listen to you who knows but then he opens up about like how his parents are a little tight on money and yeah. he just he feels selfish being like so far away from home right and i kind of picked up on that in the first episode too because he just seemed real worried about how his dad was getting on and his mom yeah. mentioning that she was taking on work so yeah especially yeah, cuz they they used confirmation yeah and they use their savings for his school right so he feels, he feels like obligated. he needs to yeah he needs to Not help them out but he but feels the need to help them exactly because they did a nice thing for him exactly <laughs> And then, he, and then she, <clears throat> sorry, Mrs. Hall says, you know, is it something here or is it someone that you're worth staying for? Yeah, like is that what you're looking for, something or someone? Yep. And, uh, and yeah, then, she knows. Yep. And then James goes, <laughs> well, Helen did take the other ticket. Right. So we know it's a someone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that confirmation. <laughs> Then they kind of get a little scrambled and they're like, oh, my gosh, we have 16, 16 cases. 16 appointments and the ball is tonight. I know. So they have to get through all of these. So they had a really decent system going on. Like right. Mrs. Hall would prep the room. James would work in it. She'd prep the other one. And then he would just flip flop back and forth as she's cleaning up, prepping, cleaning up, prepping. Right. I mean, they're both very organized. Yeah. I really liked that. And then Helen arrives. She's ready for the ball. She looks stunning, by the way. I know. Absolutely gorgeous. I want to dress like that. You do? I do. We'll have to find it's one. So, so pretty. We'll have to find one. <laughs> we will. And then um, we find out Mrs. Hall is not going to go to the ball. Anne talks to Helen a little bit. We get to see Anne and Susie again. Yeah, that's so cute. I know. <laughs> yeah, James kind of um, mentions that Susie's put on all of her weight again. And I know. Says, Sorry, Susie. Yeah. <laughs> cute. A little rude little of me. Yes, it yeah. was. <laughs> rude. I love how he talks to, like talks so sweetly to the animals. Right. Like, oh, I'm sorry. He wants to know their names. He talks to them like they're people like I do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then Anne tells Helen, don't feel bad about going to the ball. And then Siegfried and Tristan arrive. They get home and try to get ready. James talks about, like, wanting to change things. And Siegfried's like, change, change. Why are we changing things? Right. He gets really defensive. He does. And then he goes, well, I'm always I'm always up for new practices. Right. And what's hilarious is Tristan, like, his face. Oh, He's always, oh, like, really? laughing, like, oh, yeah, uh -huh, okay. you're always up for it. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's always up for it. So it was it was it always makes the arguments like lighthearted and stuff like that. So it breaks the tension. It's a good role to have. It is. Yeah. Tristan He's is very important. Very much so. <laughs> so that's that wraps on uh Skeldale for, for that part. And then how about yeah. we take a quick break? Sure. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the daffodil ball. Oh yeah. Romance, romance, romance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited I'm here for it. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Support for All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece is made possible locally by Pleasant View Communities and UPMC. Welcome back. Are you ready to talk about the daffodil ball, Christina? I am. I am. So ready. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we see Helen and James go together and Tristan and Siegfried go together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They arrive True. together. Exactly. <laughs> oh, they go together. It's all good. So Tristan talks to Siegfried about Dorothy a little bit. 
and Siegfried and Tristan have no dates. But once they get there, they break off. Right. They do have dates after all. Because they see who they want. (laughs) Tristan goes off to Annabelle and Siegfried goes to Diana. Yeah. Annabelle's a little saucy manx. Is is that the term? (laughs) I like like, it. She's like, yeah, I'm not much for dancing either. I know. And he's like, ooh. And they leave. And I'm just like, this feels a little bit spicy it is he's like hmm i get what you're saying and then they just run off into the other room it makes me like how i don't know how old tristan is i well he just he's in college so probably in his 20s right early 20s early mid 20s yeah so he's still got that he's failed college a couple times so we don't know where in his 20s but he's in his 20s (laughs) sometime in his 20s likely i guess that would yeah, because then it would depend on how long it takes to do college back then. Now it's four right. years. Is it four years? Oh, back I then don't know. Too? That's true. I mean, it's, it's it's veterinary college too. Yeah. So how long do they actually have to go? I right. forget. I don't we know. Look that up. I don't think we ever. Somebody let up. us know. P.S. <laughs> at WITF dot org. We'll try to plug that in somewhere. So anyway, they they go off and sneak off and. Siegfried talks to Diana, and then James claims he's a bad dancer yep. when he asks Helen to da- dance. Well, it turns out he is kind of a bad dancer. It does. He steps, he steps on her feet quite a few times. Know, he does. <laughs> he really does. But then um, he also talks about, like, a tea dance. He right. says he's done tea dances before. He, fi- he finds uh, dancing terribly embarrassing because of these tea dances. And so I did take a closer look at tea dances. Um, so the tea dance actually is a real thing. It's not just a thing his mom th- threw with her friends. Uh, <laughs> it has roots in the Victorian era. And they were typically held in the summer or fall in the afternoons where people would waltz and tango and do the Charleston once the Charleston oh. was real big in the 20s. Um, and they were kind of a great place to show off like your latest fashion. So his mom was probably a very fashionable lady back in the day. I guess if she had She's so many young, tea dances. She has yeah. these, these young child so she's yeah she's going to these tea dances to show off her fashions hang out with her friends and uh, the waldorf in london actually held them until 1939 when a german bomb shattered the glass roof in the palm court yeah so they held them regularly until then um and then they didn't reestablish the they're happening again, but they were reestablished in 1982. So I guess you can still go to a tea dance today. I guess. So it's like a tea party, but with dancing. We need to have our own tea dance. <laughs> we should. We oh should my gosh, that would dance. be so much fun. That would be fun. <gasps> we'll have to ask Helen to host a tea dance oh for my us. Gosh. Brainstorming right here. Yes, please. <laughs> I would love that. We need to do that. So then we see um, Siegfried and Diana chatting. They talk about her ex-husband and how she either... <laughs> so many rumors. I know. I love all the rumors. <laughs> she claims that, like, you know, he left with the gardener or that she murdered him. Right. That and that's why they basement. don't see him. I'm I like, love it. but is that the true story? Is he in her basement? <laughs> that's a good question. She neither confirmed nor denied right, any, any of the of rumors. The rumors. Uh, it was funny, too. She said that she wouldn't blame him if he left with the gardener. He was quite a dish. So. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> She she's also spicy. I like her. Yes, yes. She's she's pretty good. I like her too. <laughs> but then Colonel Merrick shows up and he says, uh, Farnan, I want some free services. Right. You need to come immediately. Right now. You yeah. said you would do this surgery. I need it now. Exactly. But you know what? I really like that Siegfried is, you know, he listened to what Tristan said. Right. He took it to heart. He took it Even to heart. He was real aggressive about it. Exactly. In the car. He took Ex- it to heart. Exactly. He's like, I am not stuck in a rut. <laughs> 
I am not going soft. And he goes and he sticks up and says, mm, no, you can call during normal business hours because I'm the best. And that's when I can come right. is during my normal business hours. But right now I'm going to talk to Diana. Right. He Thanks. rudely interrupted a nice conversation with this young lady. Exactly. Yeah, and he sweeps her off. And I think it's so funny. She's like, where are we going? He's like, I don't know. I always have to sweep <laughs> off after an argument. <laughs> did you feel that? Is that what you like to do? I do you like to leave you know an argument what? like I would, that? I would love to, but there's nowhere for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm taking the dogs. There you go. For a walk. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We'll have to get you like a a special door to storm out of. Oh, I also love that she mentions that she loves a little drama. Oh my gosh. It fit her personality so well. Yes, it did. I (laughs) like that too. I hope we see more Diana. Yep, yep. I love it. I do hope so. We'll see where that goes. So then we flash back to James and Helen. Right. And they're like awkwardly dancing. James is stepping on her toes. Very badly. I know. Yeah. I know. But they enjoyed it. She yeah, loved she, the dancing. She had fun with them. Yes, exactly. And that's, and that's the great. most important part. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and so then he goes off to get drinks, comes back, and like Helen goes on a dance with somebody well, else. Yeah, I, I didn't catch his name. But apparently they had a history. They danced together in the past. And I think James it was Fernley. Is- Fernley? Does that sound right? I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. I have that in my notes, but I could but be spelled he, um, wrong. James very awkwardly is like, oh, no, no, no. You can go dance with him. And so yeah. they lose each other then. Yeah. Well, I mean, night. like she says, we're not together. Right. And, and she's he's like, waiting oh. for him to be like, but we are. <laughs> I know, but it's like, whose lead do you follow no, right? here? Like, Helen, I don't know. I mean, I, know. I guess it, he's just trying to see. Both of them are see. just very awkward at this point because they, yes. they haven't defined anything. No. They're and, just going and, to this dance together. Like, exactly. that's all they And I think, like, Helen said no, but I don't think she's she's not ready to come out in public and say it either. So right. I feel like James saying, no, we're not. You can go have the dance. It's him like being respectful of her not right. being ready but to she do looked, something like that. She looked very disappointed. She did. Yeah. But I'm like, come on, Helen. It's not fair of her. But she wanted him to be like, oh, but we are. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted him to take that like strong point, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt fair. bad for both parties. Like <laughs> in Helen's shoes, I'd be like, yes, please say it because I can't. Right. But in his shoes, he I can't would. Because yeah, he can't because he wants to be respectful. And, yeah, anything. exactly. Right. But he knows he said he calls himself an idiot as she walks away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an idiot. I love it. But then that's how the, the ball ends. I kind of wanted to see more about the ball. But well, there's we, no more. But we find out a little bit more later on. Well, we, we do see um, as... Siegfried is leaving that um, Annabelle and Tris are outside making out. (laughs) Remember to come up for air, they say, as they pass. I love that. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. Don't forget to come up for air. (laughs) And he just, like, waves them off. So the next morning... We're at the clinic, and um, Tristan and Siegfried are all smug and satisfied with their nights. (laughs) They're happy with how it all went. Um, I love Tristan's big, goofy smile. Oh, my gosh. They're both just like, they both look like they're on cloud nine. I know. It's so (laughs) funny. It's adorable. Yep. So then the phone rings. James come down the he comes down the stairs. He doesn't look very satisfied no, with his he's night. He's not happy with the night. Nope. Siegfried <laughs> takes a phone call, and then of course Merrick's cow needs an appointment. Yeah, 
And Siegfried hands he them all. He calls during business hours. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. So they're going to go off, but he gives them all, three all, of them all three of them, all three of them beautiful new white lab coats. Yes. Like beautiful new. <laughs> we're coming and we're like, you, I don't, Charlie's angels. We are prepared. We are in our costumes. <laughs> like we are in our outfits. We're we are styling, ready to we go. We look like vets. <laughs> exactly. We are the A team. Like do not, <laughs> do not come at me at a ball. <laughs> Colonel. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, yeah, they look the part. They look more than the part. They, they look, look like more than the part. part. Oh yeah, they <laughs> definitely are. I mean, like, there's like no wrinkles in them. I'm sure they like just pulled them out of the package. It's, right. It's, it's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Siegfried tells you know they get to Merrick's. Yep. They get to the Colonel's house, and he makes makes it a point to say like, well. At least we are able to squeeze you in. Right. We were so busy. We were able to squeeze you in. Exactly. Right. So he has Merrick stand by, watch the procedure, ask. So Siegfried goes in and goes, hmm, mm-hmm. seems like a little bit of a gas bubble. Like, what, <laughs> first of all, graphic scene. <laughs> this is a Warning. Lot. Graphic. This is a lot. It's real gross. Oh, my gosh. I, like, what did I yell? I forget. I definitely yelled out. <laughs> I don't remember. I just this. went, Bleh. I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. And anyway. <laughs> So graphic scene, they do the cut. You get this huge, uh, the, the um, oh, I forget what it was called, but the stomach. Uh, One of the rumen. four. The yes, rumen. the rumen. One of the stomachs. And then he has to, you know, work with it. So he closes it back up and says, James, come over here <laughs> to help him out. Gets James to come over. And then James goes, I think that. I think that he needs. He don't you think benefit. the colonel would benefit if he comes a little closer from a closer look at what we're doing? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> um, what are what's what's gonna happen? And then he oh. just goes, "You ready, colonel?" And he goes, "Okay," <laughs> and it explodes. Ugh. Stomach gunk everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so gross. Uh, like I'm yeah. good for like those pimple popping stuff. Like I can handle that. It was, but that I was like, Whoa! like it was like oh, partially digested material. It's not good. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then he pulls out like the little wire. That, yeah, there's a that wire was, inside. Yeah. So I he did called t- it. He knew it. I did take a closer look at this. Oh my so gosh! You please tell to, me because, because <laughs> I watched a video and I'm I'm telling you, no, uh, some of it. It's. I think it's actually fairly accurate. I don't know if it'll. Oh, wow. I don't know that it explodes like yeah. that. I have not witnessed that. There was no. That explosion. was a good explosion. But uh, yeah, some of, some of the videos had like the insides, and it looked very much like what exploded on them. So I don't know. Ugh. They might do that. But, oh my uh, gosh! So, so what this cow had was a traumatic reticuloparentitis. I, I'm sure I said wow. that wrong. Uh, and usually they treat it with a rumen magnet. And antibiotics. So they have the cow swallow a magnet. (gasps) And so the magnet attracts any sort of metal contaminants in the rumen and keeps them from, like, puncturing. Then the antibiotics obviously keep infection away if it was, like, cut or anything. Well, especially with a magnet. You don't want a magnet in you. (laughs) It's really bad for you. Yeah. I don't know if it stays inside. I can't imagine it would stay inside the cow. Well, then they, they cut. And well, get no, it out. Like, it's a no? preventative. Like they give these Wait magnets to cows, so I don't know if they actually stay inside and collect the magnets. I mean, wait, wait, wait. So the cow eats the magnet. Yeah, it's like a pill to get like, it's a the small magnet to get the little like wire. Yeah, the wire attaches to the magnet. To the magnet. And then magnet. the mag. I mean, the wire can't like cut them because it's attached to the magnet. Yeah, but then they have to take the magnet out. Like then they have like, to perform the surgery to take the magnet unclear. out. Like I really don't know because it's a preventative. Oh my gosh, somebody <laughs> so, ps at witf.org. We need to know. I couldn't watch all the YouTube videos. 
I wouldn't be able to. I couldn't do it. (laughs) We need to know. Somebody has to help us. So um, what the surgical procedure was, was the rumen rumenotomy. Okay. I, I practiced this so many times that I still can't say <laughs> no, it. No, I think that's right. It sounds but, right. Um, yeah, so that's, you actually cut and pull it out, and that's that's the surgery. You stitch them up, and so we did see a surgical procedure on a fake cow. I'm oh sure my gosh. On this, so yeah. then, I, I would assume based on what you're telling us, is that they swallow this magnet, it attaches to the metal that's inside, right. and, I, and then they perform the rumenotomy to possibly, cut and pull it rum, out. Rumenotomy is like the last ditch effort like you only do it if the cow is of high value oh so i think if the magnet keeps it and it's fine it gets better they're just like what? that's okay and they just leave a magnet but if in it, a cow yeah, if it's not a high value Aww. cow they just if instead of performing the surgery they'll just slaughter it and sell the meat well i guess like cows <laughs> have four stomachs so maybe they can handle a mag i mean they can maybe. handle grass like, and humans can't so. like, i just don't know i mean maybe they just eventually poop it out too so oh maybe they do poop it out <laughs> That would hurt, though, if it was, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, anyway. somebody let us know. <laughs> I feel bad for cows now hearing about that. But it was hilarious how he did that whole oh, scene. Oh, yeah. It was, it was very great. comical. The, the cow didn't look like it was in distress, at least. So Yes, exactly. They might have, you know, edited that part out. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to the clinic. Mr. Hammond is there. He's taking Ooh, Rock home. Yeah. Uh, Jess and Rock have become a little bit of friendly. Like, yeah. they've been friends. And I was like, yay, Jess, I love you. <laughs> oh, maybe that's another romance. Maybe. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. That would make seven now. <laughs> that would make seven. Um, but and Mr. Uh, Mr. Hammond mentions they could walk Jess and Rock together. Right. Mrs. To Hall's Hall's like, mm. Oh, I don't normally walk the dog. She's so bad at flirting. She yeah. is so bad at it. Yeah. Like, worse than I am, I think. Yeah. And I'm pretty bad. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm terrible. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> but then he says, like, well, if you need your clock fixed, like, call me and I'll I'll fix it up for you. Right. He says something really, really deep. He says, lost time is never found again as, like... Ooh. Don't keep waiting on this man that you're apparently waiting on. Oh, Lost good time catch. Is never found again. Like, I like that. He's real flirtatious. Yes, he he's is. In a very respectful way. I like him a lot. Yeah, I didn't catch, <laughs> but I like hopefully I would I imagine her just blushing a little. I'm sure she did. <laughs> and then she probably forgot words and looked for the sugar again. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So then Helen comes by and she's looking for James and then Helen tells James that like Darby is his home. And then they talk about, like, how she tried looking for him at the ball. She wanted another dance with him. And then he was like, I was looking for you, too. But, like, I'm confused because they drove together to the ball. Oh, yeah. So then did they just not see each other the rest of the time? I didn't think about that. Like, who took Helen home? He was like, I'm leaving. And then how did Helen get home? Did she walk home? wearing a pretty dress like did somebody right. else take her home maybe yeah, that for... is confusing i didn't think about yeah. that in the moment yeah no typically rules are you know you go out with somebody and you, you come back, back unless you know they're a terrible person james is not a terrible no, person he... go home with Both him of but them are good people yeah like <laughs> let him take you home so yeah i don't know but then you know she grabs his hand yeah and i was like oh, 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 oh. and he like, turns into a goober i know <laughs> and then they're leaving or she's leaving and she gives him a little kiss on the cheek <laughs> There's the next move. Such a nerd face. I know. Like, he leaves, (laughs) and he's just standing there like, he won the lottery, but also, like, he's a little boy. I know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He's going to buy all the candy. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember any of your first kisses? 
uh, any I mean, one, one two, only three, one, right? fifteen. I don't oh, know. you like mean like with kiss. each person? Yeah, like your first, like one of your so first kisses. My very first kiss. Um, I was twenty-one. Okay. Or no, 20. I was 20 when it happened. So it was like awkward because it had been so long. I've never <laughs> been kissed. And I was really bad at it. But thankfully, this first boyfriend of mine was cool about it and just Aww. kept kissing me. So, Oh, yeah. that's sweet. It was nice. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I remember with my, my husband, my husband and I's first kiss was his friends were, uh, he's going to hate me. <laughs> he's going to hear this. Oh, well. So we were out on our first date and I was like, oh, if you want, like you can bring your friends out. So we're at this bar or whatever. And um, just talking to them, he goes to the bathroom. His friends say, you know, if you want to kiss him, like, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to make the move. And I was like, um, what? Like, <laughs> OK, whatever. So then my husband drops a boyfriend at the time or like not even boyfriend yet, drops me <laughs> off at home. And, you know, the, the jingling of the keys, waiting my moment, like waiting for him. And then eventually, like, I was just like, OK. And I just stood up like kiss him and then I was like okay have a good night bye <laughs> run away yeah. Yeah. I was like see ya <laughs> and then you know you're like oh my gosh I can't believe that do just you, happened do you think he had the same goober face on as um as James did he always has a goober face <laughs> yeah so cute yeah it was a cute goober face I love it but I left him I was I like all right it. see ya drive home safe yeah like text me when you get home because you know you can text when you get home now yeah so yeah. just let me know you got home safe it's like Aww. okay yeah yeah Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thanks to let me go down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then we wrap up the episode and the family's all sitting. I say family. They're all sitting together. Yeah, they're family. reading books. Siegfried asks how Helen was. And James says, everything is grand. <laughs> He's such a nerd. I love it. like, yeah, it is. I know. His face <laughs> is like, mm-hmm. And then like, yay. Hopefully they get together yeah, and all things are great. Love interests to look forward to. Oh my gosh, what yeah. seven now? I don't oh, know yeah, about it's possibly Jess and Rock. Jess. Yep, we'll you never know. <laughs> so we'll, we will see. But this was such a good episode. Yeah, it was. Um, so what are you? I, I'm interested to see if the love triangles work out. Like who's going to get burnt in these love triangles with yes. the Farnan brothers? Yes, that's yeah. a good. That's a good one. <laughs> I want to see where Mrs. Hall goes. Like, is she going to oh, go with Mr. Hammond? Would, yes. Or uh, I know before you said something about like Siegfried, but I, I, guess I personally we'll want to see want that, that happen. Yeah, yeah, but Mr. Hammond is really nice. He, he would be really good for her, actually. Yes, he is. So <laughs> I, I want to see where it goes. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Postscript from WITF. We love watching along with you episode to episode. That's right. And if you have moments you love or wonder about, share your afterthoughts with us at postscript at WITF.org. This podcast was produced by Ali Amaros for WITF. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders. We'll see you next time. Bye. We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities and UPMC for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.